Blog Talk Radio. You've got really boring coverage coming from the sets of movies. You've got 
people who really are afraid to put their opinion out there or their opinion is just madness. And then there's just people that, you know, that don't appreciate Twilight. All these factors contribute to uh, what I consider a shit state of world. Here's a message of importance to millions of people who are continually pale and washed out, weak and run down. Doctors will tell you that these conditions are often caused by a deficiency of iron, the iron you need to build healthy blood, to keep your body function properly, and to keep you physically fit and mentally alert. Ironized yeast tablets provide you with a simple and effective way to get the daily iron your body requires. Ironized yeast is a concentrated iron tonic combined with high-potency brewer's yeast, one of the natural sources of vitamin B1. And every daily dose of ironized yeast gives you more than your daily minimum iron requirement in a form your body can easily use and put to work. Of course, power and weakness can come from other causes, so see your doctor regularly. But medical studies show that two out of three women, particularly those between 15 and 50, and many, many men lack sufficient iron. So if you're not getting the iron your body needs, if you feel weak, run down, and are easily upset, get new pep, vigor and color for only a few pennies a day. Start taking ironized yeast tomorrow. I love the old commercials. I love the fact that you can listen to the radio and hear the most obscure and weird products that really don't have a bearing on, on everyday life in the manner that anybody really paid attention to, advertised. People, and then you'd be watching, you'd be listening to a show, and, and the announcer would seamlessly break into an advertisement just with the most class and glory. Like, Vince Scully still is able to do that kind of stuff on, on, uh, on Dodgers broadcast, but that's an art form. And I really think that uh, even though we have shit production now, when the judge show kind of reaches its next phase, and it will, there's going to be a lot of that kind of stuff. Product placements, um, uh, you know, shameless plugs for yeast, uh, you know, just the craziest shit. Uh, I've been working this week with someone on, on getting together the possibilities for a station devoted to Chud, well, not devoted to us, but engineered by us that runs 24 hours a day with uh, video content, with, uh, with movie spoofs, with crazy shit, with uh, the Chud show in its many incarnations. So just, you know, this is fucking rock solid. Um, okay, since Justin hasn't called in yet, I guess it's really, I mean, his fingers aren't nimble. Have you seen the guy? His fingers are the anti-nimble. Um, I'm going to go ahead and break into the first bit here. The, uh, the Green Hornet uh, is a movie that I personally am baffled exists um, because as much as I like Seth Rogen, though I'm tired of him, um, him as the Green Hornet is an interesting choice, but when Stephen Chow left that movie, every, every bit of interest just drained. Stephen Chow is a legend. The guy, he's, he's worth following no matter what he does. Even though he's done some movies that don't necessarily succeed, his eye and his ability to, uh, to change uh, the texture of a film just with the way he, he produces movies is worth, is worth it. If he does an American film, if he does a big-budget American film, I think the sky's the limit, especially with somebody like Seth Rogen, who's going to bring in a bunch of, uh, you know, the, the crowd that would never have given Kung Fu Hustle or Shaolin Soccer any time. Um, when he left it, it lost a lot of luster. And then the fact that the movie kept getting delayed, um, the cast isn't astounding, and the fact that the Green Hornet, as fun as the old show was, and as fun as, the, as those kind of, the, you know, low-risk ventures are, I just don't care. So now that they're making it in 3D, tells me that either they are completely um, trying to make this make this a cash grab and the movie's a failure, or that um, these guys just have made a movie that is not of uh, it's it's more for my, you know your 12 year olds, people that read IMDb. I mean, just people that uh, you know don't 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 necessarily represent the kind of people that make Green Hornet successful in the first place. If you hear birds chirping, it's because I'm in the outdoors. If you hear me screaming, it's because there's a wasp, like, right near my head. He's following my ass all around this room. Um, there's a bit, another bit of interesting news that kind of fell through the cracks. I don't know if you know this, um, but Steven Spielberg is in negotiations 
uh, to direct a remake of Escape from L.A. This comes on the heels of Breck Eisner coming in to do Escape from New York. And all of a sudden, what you have is competing projects that actually kind of kick some ass. I'm joking about the Breck Eisner. Um, but we did run the news yesterday that uh, Escape from New York is being remade, and, and there's no Snake Plissken cast. And I jokingly said Zac Efron. But how far from the truth is that? I mean, Chris Pine is playing Jack Ryan, and I like Chris Pine, but he's, he's really pushing me. Um, they talked about, um, you know, for a while Gerard Butler was there to play Snake. Do you see, as a, as a human being, any reason for them to make an Escape from New York movie without a really kind of iconic and gritty character, uh, actor playing him? Is there a point? It, it's, it's almost as if um, people have gotten so caught up in the product and the name that they don't even pay attention to the material. Escape from New York is not a great movie. It's not even a great idea. It's, uh, it's, it's a showcase for two people. It's a showcase for Carpenter and for, and for Kurt Russell. And everything else, um, I mean, while it was great when it came out and while it still has plenty of replay value, you watch it now, and there's a few moments that you look for, and there's, there's the tone and the vibe of the movie. There's just a fun, you know, early 80s vibe. But there's nothing about Escape from New York that screams like massive originality um, that's ever meant anything with remakes. But Carpenter, I mean, Big Trouble in Little China... The thing, there's just, there's something special about those that completely are tied to the time and the place and the fact that they were all kind of writing their own book when they came out. It's not like remaking uh, The Crazies, or which Eisner did, or Dawn of the Dead even, because those are things that aren't reliant on a character. Those are reliant on just the big concept. Um, you take... You take Snake Plissken and you make him a pretty boy, or you make him somebody that's just delivering tough dialogue, you know, and, and basically what the performance consists of is an eye patch and some stubble, you're not going to accomplish anything. And I'm, I'm not saying anything new to you guys, because we've, we've, we've seen the remake thing become, uh, it's gone over the side of parody and come back on, uh, you know, as just some new amalgam, something that went through the shunting and it's got like Billy Warlock's mole on it. And I'm kind of wondering, like, um, do we have to settle for TV to be our forum for really original content? Or do we have to settle for independent film and foreign films to be our, our outlet for, for really original content? Because you, you look at the way that the studios are going, and now um, you're seeing a little bit of uh, kind of there, – there's no brand per studio – it used to be that you could look to Miramax for these artsy films or whatever. You could look to um, Paramount for those cornerstone franchise type things. You could look at, you know, Warner Brothers was, was really kind of a mixture of those really mainstream things, but some also aggressively creative things that were sneak through the cracks. I don't see a lot of that going on right now. And I think part of it is, is that all the really good filmmakers have to pay their bills. They have to find ways to live inside this system, and they have to make compromises. And, you know, you see somebody like Darren Aronofsky who's able to do his little movies, although he always has cock tees with the big ones. But, you know, he's having to make, make a, a lot of concessions. And even, even uh, David Fincher, you know, if he didn't have Benjamin Button, the guy had, had I think he'd kind of exhausted his, uh, his ability to really, really be the David Fincher that we all fell in love with. And I like Benjamin Button a lot. But it does, it does scare me as to where he's going to go henceforth because Panic Room was, was his attempt at a cash grab. The game was pretty, pretty mainstream, but Fight Club was what it was. Zodiac, which may be my favorite film of his now, um, is what it is. It's, 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 it, didn't, it didn't succeed because we live in a, in a world where this kind of stuff is so niche, it's not even funny. And speaking of not even funny, Justin hasn't called in yet. Do, do, do. Okay. That was boring. I apologize. Totally boring. I'm telling you nothing new. All right, I'll tell you something kind of personal. You, as I mentioned Miramax. 
As you know, one of the movies I've been working on was a Miramax movie. And uh, Don't Be Afraid of the Dark, it's, it's one of those films that's in limbo now. And it makes you wonder, what's going to happen to that boy? Is, is it going to become a Weinstein movie? Are we going to have that? I mean, as you know, Guillermo del Toro, who wrote and produced this movie, his last experience with the Weinsteins was heavily documented in a book uh, called Down and Dirty Pictures. He did mimic with those guys. And I think the Weinsteins are in a different place today than they were then. And I can't imagine um, they would treat these, these films that are in the Miramax stable um, any, with anything less than respect. But it certainly does change the whole course of things. You, you, go through the, you go through a process with one of the premier talents in film right now, and I'm not saying that as a friend and a fanboy of Guillermo's. I mean, the guy has become you know, an Oscar winner. He's, he's in demand. He gets offered everything under the sun, and he's, he's steering the, possibly the biggest films ever you know, for Peter Jackson. And this guy has a labor of love movie that is in flux right now. That would have happened uh, six, seven years ago where, you know, and people, people uh, you know, there were certain things that you could set your watch to. You know, you know Spielberg's not going to get manhandled in the process, although it seems like maybe even he's fallible now. Um, but if you strip it down to the bare essentials, Don't Be Afraid of the Dark is a remake of a horror movie. And it is something that, in sort of a backdoor manner, fits into the way the system works today. And still, it's in limbo. So you want to talk about a maddening business. There's nothing like this. I mean, I, for me personally, having done a very, very small movie that didn't get much release, but actually got made and got, got seen and you know, responded to in whatever manner it did, and then these big, you know, the, the big movie, the, the Meg movie, which was just like seven years of madness. And then you do it, I'm following what, what you think is the per perfect way of getting a movie done. Great filmmaker, great cast, studio. You know, you make a, a really cool movie, and still you don't know what's going to happen. It's, it's part of what makes this business so, um, so magical and weird and dangerous and unpredictable. And it's part of the reason that you, so many people are, are spit out by this business. You know? Um, you know, it's interesting. We did a test screening a few weeks ago, and I was expecting all these reviews to show up on the Internet, and nothing did. And I don't know if that's because um, the, the, uh, there's more risk involved in, in speaking about these because of how much security is involved, or because... Um, the people that, that were recruited for the screening were not exactly what I would call internet fanboy types. These were older, older folks, and you know a lot of women, uh, a lot of diversely ethnic, you know, folks. So it wasn't like your typical Comic Con crowd. I wonder if, if uh, what what purpose it serves really anymore to uh, to uh, do that kind of thing because it's it's really bizarre. It's just a bizarre situation. Um, but going back to Breck Eisner, a good friend of mine, you know, he kind of fits perfectly into the mindset of Hollywood right now. He's got chops. He's not afraid to, to revisit hallowed ground. And he delivers product. He's, what I, he's a footage gatherer. He's the guy that can get you what you need, uh, you know, risk-free, and not necessarily piss off the world who, who made the, like, movies like The Crazies and, and I guess now Escape from New York popular. But at the same time, is anybody expecting anything less than a, you know, a very polished and unrewarding version of those films? Not me, sir. Let's see if there's anything going on in our chat room. We even have a chat room. Man, what a smash bag operation this is. Just a total... Total, total ranted pit. People are just balls. I want to talk also about the fact that uh, I think today would be a good day to bring somebody out of the closet. You agree? We should come fucking screaming out of the closet on the Chud podcast today. Preferably someone who's a big name like 
Steve Murphy or Michael Robinson. Let's see here. Okay. And we're off. Another thing that's interesting, um, we have a new writer coming to Chud, a woman. I'm not going to name her. I'm not going to make a big fanfare about it, but it's going to be a voice that I think helps kind of add a little bit more perspective, kind of uh, lives in a world that doesn't mirror Devin's or mine in terms of the way that they write, and, uh, or Dave Oliver's or, or Alex's. Or any, you know, it's, it's, and that's, uh, that's pretty exciting because I think we have kind of come into a doldrum of, of sorts where you got my stupid articles where I'm trying to crack jokes. You got Devin's articles where he's ripping the system and, you know, getting, getting, uh, getting scoops and stuff like that, but um, cutting it with, a, with his acerbic nature. And, and you got Dave Oliver's stuff, which is, um, he's, he's, he's kind of, you know, he does a lot of TV things, and he, uh, he likes the boobs. And, uh, and, uh, and then Alex, who is the horror guy, but the video game guy, and probably a closeted homosexual. I think the marriage is probably just, just a sham. Um, so the new person, I think, might be interesting. Maybe it'll shut some of you people up who have been wondering what the hell's wrong with the site. Truth is, nothing's wrong with the site. I mean, we're a front for the Armenian mob anyway, so I mean, we're doing what we can. Um, we have, uh, we're starting to get our plans together for Comic-Con, and I'm wondering if uh, we could resurrect the old days to where we actually had a really nice group of people out there to hang out and do stuff uh, after the show, before the show, during the show. Uh, same goes for E3. Uh, I'm going to be there. Devin's going to be there. We might have another couple of people there. Um, want to see uh, if you guys are still into that kind of thing. Whenever I go to a, like a, a town on travel, uh, there's always a few handfuls of folks that are just delightful to hang out with, and it, sh it showcases you know the the community that we've built there. Uh, when I was in you know, Australia, there was a group of people that was really really special. It's really nice group of folks, and and uh, since I I can only assume that we have more readers in the States than we do in Australia. Uh, I'd, like, I'd like to see some of you guys out there. So if I put together a Chud event of sorts, a Chud West, as it were, either in San Diego during Comic-Con or in Los Angeles during E3, you know, where we go to maybe Hollywood Billiards if we're in L.A., go to Hollywood Billiards, rent the room, and just have a grand old time. Uh, if folks would be interested in that. I know that when, whenever I'm there, we do like a cat and fiddle for drinks, and, and we get a nice turnout of, of folks, usually uh, always a, a new face or two, and then there's the old reliables like Evan Dixon and Dave Oliver and, and uh, good old um, uh, Dave Ryan and, and Devin and all those fuckers. Um, we've lost a few by the wayside, but that's only because people think that when they grow older, they grow too smart for Chud or too, too, too mature for it. And, uh, and they miss out on cocktails, and that's just a sad time. But I want to get people's interest in that, because I think it's, it's, it's the best. Okay, hold on a second. I'm trying to get Justin on the phone here. Okay. I guess there's nobody out there. It's like screaming into a vagina. I'm gonna assume I'm gonna assume that this is not even broadcasting. This just makes me sad. Makes me want to run a pimple commercial again. Maybe I should call in. Duh. Fucking 180. I'm going to call in for a second. Or at least if I can get a Ted Levine's number. Uh, say, uh, Arthur, how would you pronounce uh, L-O-N-G? Why, long, of course. Uh-huh, uh, that's right. Now, how do you pronounce L-O-N-G-E-R? Longer. Uh, say, what is this, fifth grade recitation? <laughs> no, no, it's just my way of reminding you that king-size wing cigarettes are 20% longer. But these wings are cooler and smoother. Get a pack of longer, cooler, smoother, that's it? That's the whole commercial. 
You know, I, I, I actually hear that they ban cigarette smoking in your mouth. Just fucking retarded. I was at, um, I was, uh, at a, a theater somewhat recently that had um, a little tiny, like a little tiny section in the corner devoted to smoking outside. And, and I looked there, and there was like 16 people squeezed into it. And then, and then a little train took them off to Auschwitz. It was incredible. I think it's incredible that they've come so far in train technology that you could go from suburban Georgia to Auschwitz on a train. And from what I understand, there's not a shitload going on there these days. Like, you go there and it's not the same, but still. I love, mobile, I love, I love mobilized human beings. There's something about it. Just seeing their, their sad faces as they leave suburban Georgia, um, their soccer games and all that behind. I have to also bring up the fact that there is probably going to be a new Riddick movie. And this pleases me in great, in great fashion. Because Vin Diesel, though he's become somewhat of a joke to a lot of people, at least the people that visit the Internet you know, on a regular basis and, and talk about movies, you go, to a, you go to a regular guy out there and they still think Vin Diesel's in his prime. They don't realize that he's had to make some serious concessions, um, like popcorn and... Uh, but a Riddick movie is, is funny because David Toohey is the just the jism. He's the best. And, uh, oh, we have a caller. Let's see who we got. Hello? I don't count. It's Carl. Carl. Yes. What's up? You don't. And there's another heard... caller. Oh, there's another one. Justin. Yeah, here's Justin. Hello? Hello? Hello. Hey. Hey guys. Thank God. I thought I had to hop out of work. Anymore. We said, isn't the day we got to come out of the closet? Well, somebody. What were, you guys, what were you guys talking about? Catch me up. I wasn't able I was to listen. Just, I was just talking about Riddick, the new Riddick movie. So it, the, the, the theme is homosexuals this morning. Oh. Okay. So I, is that I, what you're talking about? I'm actually, I'm actually very excited about a new Riddick movie. And I think you are too, Justin. I, mean, I, I, I like I like uh, Tui a lot. I think he's a good director. But you and I are big, both fans of uh, David Tui. Love him to like, death. I don't yeah. think he's made a bad movie yet. Yeah, I don't think so. We we loved uh, Perfect Getaway last year. We're the ones. Yeah, we're the few. Carl, did you see Perfect he, Getaway yet? Yes, it was good. It's a it's a fun little weird movie. I, it almost makes. I mean, great. I I feel that like. I'd rather see a movie about Tim Oliphant's character than the characters that are, you know, like, that they focus on. But the whole thing is the conceit about Zod and what's her face? Mia. Um, but, uh, this, but, yeah. Yeah, but... It's but, uh, the way it's, he uh, shoots it. The way he shoots it. That, that, that is, I mean, it's not exactly the you know, most exciting twist, but it's really not about the twist. It's kind of about, uh, you know, making movies and... And he just had a lot of fun with it, you know. I really like the girl that did the Katie Strickland impersonation too. She was good. Um, it was good. It was interesting. Sorry about that. My car. I'm in my car. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm excited. I like. I, I like old Vin Diesel. Uh, old Vinny D. Is that why you're talking about homosexuality? Because he's rumored to be gay. No, I was actually. That's, 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 I was being a smartass. That was actually mm-hmm. Carl connecting the dots. Uh, Actually, but, I can't uh, come out of the closet today. Why? In, in, of sorts. I, I have I have a terrible admission. Okay. I, I can't believe I'm saying this on the internet. You like I, new I movies. was at I was at the Nickelback show the other night. Not by choice. I was with a girl. There's, doesn't matter. Was it your daughter? It was ter- No. It was. It was terrible in the pants. It, it was. Uh, Although I must say, it was kind of a cool experience being by far the coolest person in a building of 60,000 people. That part was kind of interesting. But yeah, other than that, cool be, and by cool, you mean you allowed yourself to be brought there by, by, a, by, a, by a girl. So that makes you cool. No. Well, that makes me a, a, a sap, but I still was the coolest person in the building. Okay. I, I don't really doubt that, especially... It doesn't be why the point. Were there really 60,000 people there? 
I don't know. I mean, it was it was at Phillips Arena, and it was packed to the freaking brim. That's all I know. I didn't know Nickelback was still together. First of all, and I together. I don't know their music, but I thought Nickelback was like a uh, like a like one of those like like Limp Bizkit type bands. Am I wrong? They're, they're together. No, they're way too van- they're way more vanilla than Limp Bizkit. Yeah. Yeah, they're not, very successful. Very uh, they're still they're still. Uh, Raging like uh, chlamydia. <laughs> They're fucking hey, awesome. Breaking Carl, Benjamin no opened and, and they Breaking Benjamin <laughs> opened and they played the song from Halo Two and play, and put the Halo Two video up on the screen. So that was interesting. Who opened Halo Two? I was huh? probably the only person in the fucking building that got it. But you know, whatever. Who opened? Uh, it, there's actually three bands. It was and the funny thing is, I knew those three bands better than I knew Nicholas Sick Puppies. Those other uh, Shine Down and Breaking Benjamin. Never heard oh of two of those. Sounds like a and then nickel, and then nickel, and then nickel. Problem. Tell me about this girl. Tell me about this girl that makes it worth it to go to the Nickelback show. I didn't, did I say it was worth it? I didn't say that. Just tell, I just, well, I just want to know because beforehand it must have been sort of worth it because you went. So what? What is? Yeah, tell me why things, you went. You know, it's, a, it's a Wednesday night. I had nothing better to do. What the hell kind of deals? You know. You, you know. know inter- you know. Internet date? No. I, I, you know, I've, it's a friend of mine to hang out a couple, few times. So, is it, is it a day? Um, hey, Justin. And there's no downside because I, I, it was at Phillips Arena, so I didn't have to pay, and I didn't have to pay to park. So, Justin, I saw was, a really but, good. I saw a really good band in the in the in the in the seventies. Yeah. Here, folk, a folk act with the lead singer was Joe Camp. It was called Housebreaking Benjamin. <laughs> <laughs> Did you? Did you um, know the lead singer of Nickelback? His name is Chad Kroger. <laughs> That's is it really? Name. Chad, I think it's Chad Kroger, yeah. This is just a, I mean, even his fucking name is lame. It's like, a, a, like a bland chain of grocery stores. Although it was funny. There was a couple songs they played, Nick, that I'm like, oh, I've heard this before. It was at the place. Okay. That... Um, is, so they're, they're the type of band that you probably only hear if you go to a certain adult establishment. So, so this place is like a mix. This band is like a mixture of like Seether and uh, and shit like that. Yeah. Yes. No. They're it's like, they're very. Oh, they're very popular. They're on the radio a lot. No, they're they're, way too people popular. People love them. Yeah. They're not. Apparently, they made over a hundred million dollars last year. Yeah. They. They're can huge. I, can I say that there's that there's like uh, I have to tell you like completely segueing. Let's not talk about Nickelback anymore. But there is a, a, a country artist, a song like Zach Brown band. Yeah. Holy shit! First of all, they're fucking huge. Secondly, it's Nightmare Town. I've never heard of them. <laughs> oh my god! It's yeah. a local band, but they're huge. And I've had to hear like I just have had the, the, the extreme unfortunate unfortunate luck to have heard this fucking band so much. And it's the worst. It's 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 it just makes. Well, you me said country, so you don't. I mean, that's you know, you don't even have to. Yeah, but they were. What kind of lyrics? Like, can, you, can you think of any lyrics? It, here's exactly what it is. It's it's songwriting that is completely geared around women, like getting women to, to like, you know, it's like completely appealing to like sensitive, you know, sensitive shit and and uh, getting these. So like, basically, so basically, so come, back, come back to my it's trailer. Like songs, right? TV. What, Justin? It's basically it's like most songs ever written then. No, no, but it's 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 really bad. It's 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 shameless. It's the worst. And and Carl Country, there was a period of time when Country was amazing. They're still well, great. Well, yeah, I don't really consider that like the Johnny Cash era and stuff like that. I mean, oh, fuck Johnny! Johnny I'm, tired, I'm tired of him too. I'm talking about like yeah, like the old old shit. Yeah, well, that's, but Cash. I don't even really consider that country. I mean, that's back in the Elvis days. That I mean. That's almost a kind of a spin. I'm, I'm actually rock. talking about Toby Keith. No. Oh. <laughs> so that was cool. That that's cool. That uh, that tells me a lot that they're, that that, that uh, you went to a concert where they played Halo Two footage, cutting edge. That's awesome. Cu- cutting edge. I just want to say before we stop talking about it, I don't understand why you went, Carl. I they weren't even on it. Next Gen Halo Two. Come on. I'm really excited. I cannot, I'm really excited. I cannot believe uh, that you won. I'm really Why? excited about uh, Halo 3 coming out. Oh, wait. <laughs> oh, problems. Um, 
I'm, why are we in Justin, the South? Hey, Justin, why, what, are we going to see the losers this weekend? I'm going to see it with you. I'm kind of, I'm kind of excited about it. What's the I word wanna, on it? I want to go today. I want to go today. I want to go now. So then I want to hang up the fucking show and go run into it. I might be able to go tonight, but I can't go to the... Didn't you have you a screening? Fucking... No, it's playing. I thought you had a screening like earlier this week. Tuesday, yeah, I made a mistake. I decided to, to play in my softball championships and blew my knee away. Um, so recovering from that? No, I, I, no, I mean, it, it healed. See, and, and I actually had to play last night, which was really unfortunate. But you know, I, had, like, I, had, I had slid like two weeks ago and, and scabbed it up really bad. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I went down, I went down, to, I, like, I had to jump to the ground, go down and get a ball, and I landed on my knee, and it exploded. Like, the scab exploded, and, the, and it was just black blood. It was just oh. the worst. Sounds like a pieces, pieces of my, my soul were dripping out of my kneecap, and I, I didn't know I had a vagina there, but I do. That sounds fucking sounds crazy. Sounds business. hardcore. Yeah, it sounds hardcore. Yeah. Have you, guys, you know what, what though, now you look at it, and I, I, I'm a, I, I've overrated it. I look, I, I'm a pussy. I'm actually quite crap. Did you put a band-aid on it? Uh, we have a new caller, and what I ask folks is, like, Carl, let's, yeah. let's, let's give this man a warm Who are you? Uh, it's uh, Lucas from Wisconsin. Hey, Lucas. Good to see you. You're, you've become uh, a very reliable way to keep us from fucking up. Well, Hi, you Lucas. Are, uh, you guys are always on during my lunch, so I just listen and call in. Good. You, uh, you're working today? Uh, no, I'm still in high school. Oh my god, that's amazing. <laughs> is it? Is it? Is it? Um, is high school as they portray it on TV? Yeah. I mean, exactly. So there's, there's like, there's like coke in every locker. Yeah. That's that's pretty cool. Is, is like the big, do you have people like really trying to mysteriously like keep keep the teacher from seeing them text all the time? Yeah. That hey, is the Nickelback popular in high school? <laughs> <laughs> I guess I don't know. <laughs> I, I came out of the Nickelback closet earlier as a Nickelback concert attendee, so I'll be living that down for the next century. Yeah, uh, you, that's pretty bad. You've been to worst because I've been there next to you. That's true. Uh, um, but uh, so, Lucas, are you going to see the losers this week? Yeah, I was actually planning on it. Uh, Sides got me kind of excited for it. There seems to be a lot like the. What about the movie? Are you gonna see the movie The Losers this weekend? <laughs> I appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Uh, yeah. You know what's funny is I, I I cannot believe it. I cannot believe people aren't more excited about it. I mean, the comic is like they're, 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 the stupid ads are like based on the uh, trend. I forgot the word they use like trends like trend setting comic book or like they treat the comic as if there was anything fresh about it, which is bullshit. The comic right. was was so, it was solid it was entertaining but it was there was nothing new at all it was just fun and most of it was because of the covers and most of it was you know because the uh, jock the artist is like really he had a really nice style but um, the, uh, take that out of the equation and, and it's it's uh, it just looks like a blast it looks like a lot of fun it's got the hottest woman in film right now it's got it's got a uh, the fact that it's given a, a starring role to Jeffrey Dean Morgan is just astounding and great. And it's the return of Jason Patrick. How do you not love it? Jason Patrick doesn't act very often. He's very picky about his roles. Remember? <laughs> he is. Yes, it's great. I think he's, he's very... Picky and I, think, I think people are very picky about paying him. But no, he doesn't do everything. He's very, um, he's very strict when it comes to his career. He'll say no a lot. And then when he, says yes, when he says yes, it's usually a fuck-up. So yeah, but he's, he's got, like, well. he's pretentious, and he's, he sucks at picky roles, basically. But I love him. Like, God love him. He's in Lost Boys. Thank God. I Are you kidding? Forget. Lost Boys is, like, the fifth best thing he's done. Tell me. Okay, well, he has done some good movies. I'll give you that. Lost Boys. Like, him and Narc is... Just bold. Him and Rush. Narc is great. He's great in Narc. And your friend and the neighbors is his best performance. And that's it. You start running out after that, though. I said five. I've already named three. <laughs> after Dark, my sweet. That's, that's a good movie. It's a, I'm not a huge fan, but he's very good in it. But no, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't put my name behind that one. You can't. You can't really get to five anymore. with Patrick, though. You can't really get to five. 
card. I'm not going to say Speed 2. I thought you were going to rank that ahead of Lost Boys. No, I mean, I love Lost Boys, but Lost, and, and, but Jason Patrick is kind of the straight man in Lost Boys. Yeah. It's not, it's, not, it's not great because of him, unfortunately, but uh, he's, very, he's very solid in it. He's, he's, he's he, got, he got blown off the screen by Gert. <laughs> you know what? Like, and then Kiefer got blown on to Ant's Antlers. Remember? Yeah. I think Bernard Hughes carries that film. I think Miko Hughes carries Pet Cemetery. <laughs> That's interesting Look about the, the roles he picks. Like, he's gone to the Michael Keaton school of career path, you know, migration. Where Michael Keaton's do... coming up in something, though, where he's, he's got a good part coming up. And I'm Better. Movie. Yeah, but he works like one every hell... four years. Michael Keaton is in a hell of his own creation. Oh, yeah. I love him, but, I'm, but he's, uh, he's a bonehead. He is, but he's great when he's in movies. And he was just in, but he, you know, he finally decided to stop being so picky, and then he'll be like the dad and like the a new Miley Cyrus film or something. I mean, he's oh lord, he's given up. But he is in something cool coming out. And I can't remember what it is. I, yeah, he is. is uh, I mean, is it something related to Elmore Leonard? Am I am I right about that? No, something like that. I think it's related to Elmore Leonard Nimoy, Michael Keaton. You know, a lot of people. Talk, think, wait, did Lucas is Lucas still on the phone? Yes. Yeah. Does he have a question? He's thinking of great shit to say. <laughs> yeah, I he's was just wondering. Other guys. He's in the other guys, and yeah. he's also in the Toy Story, but he's in the other guys. That's the movie I was thinking of. And there was Ark: The New Beginning. Which one? You know what they should do? They should cast Michael Keaton as Snake Plissken. <laughs> I'd be oh, down. God. That's, yeah, they're looking the for a young they guy. Gave that, they gave that to uh, Breck, Breck, Breck Eisner. Was it yeah, Breck Eisner? Look, you're, yeah. you, there's a guy on the phone who owns the squeeze on VHS still. <laughs> so I, I would see Michael Keaton as Snake Plissken, yes. Hey, you, talk, you talk about uh, Nick's favorite director, Breck Eisner, taking over the um, reins. We did. The, I did. I did. When, when I was all the interview. 20 minutes. Can I add my two cents? Sure. Fucking mistake! <laughs> what a bland, what a bland director, man. That guy is the worst. I don't know what you're talking anyway. about. Anyway, <laughs> maybe Oliphant yeah. is snake though. You never know. Tim Oliphant's doing. He's he's busy. He's got shit to do. Hey, I I, I don't know. I want to talk about. I don't know if any of you guys watch this show, but they just made a big casting announcement for Sons of Anarchy. Yeah, yes, they did. I know who it is. I know who it is. Yeah, they, there's a recent, there's a guy whose whose schedule just freed up. That's me. That's not very nice. Hal Holbrook. Hal Holbrook. Hal Holbrook is. I don't think he's going to be playing a biker. He's going to play he the dad of. He's going to play the dad of somebody's dad. Of Katie Seagal's character. Oh, is he? Yeah, he's playing Katie Seagal's dad. But Hal Holbrook was just joined the cast of Sons of Anarchy, and every year they get like a big. I mean, he's this year's Henry Rollins, basically. Every year they get a big person, eh? Similar careers. Does anybody, do you, does anybody from me watch this show? I, I, I tried it. watching the first season. I didn't like it that much. Oh, my God. You need to get back in the mix. <laughs> I think it's weird, I haven't seen it yet. I haven't watched it yet. It's, it's delightful. It's a, it's, a, it's a delightful, fancy show. I love and a whole bunch of yeah, Justified show is pretty great. Yeah. Who is? Justified. I think it's a good show. Yeah, actually, this is kind of cool. We're going to be doing a conference call with the show creator and Elmore Leonard next week. That's going to be fun. Oh, my God. That's right. awesome. I'm just going to ask obscure quote. I'm going to ask Elmore Leonard just like really obscure quotes about what it was like working on um, that Barry Sonic movie. Big. You, should, you, you should ask him. No, Get Shorty? No, the other one. Get Shorty, too? Yeah. <laughs> Be cool. Be cool. Did you? That's right. It was called Be Cool. Oh my God. Um, you should ask them first question, uh, guys. Did you hear my Breck Eisner interview? <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say ask him about uh, Breck Eisner. I can't top that. I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna even try. I mean, it would be foolhardy. What a hack that guy is, man. Oh my God. <laughs> you like the crazies a little bit, didn't you? Oh. The preview was good. The preview is incredible. 
But then you got to the movie and it was not good. The movie was awesome. Oh, I mean, if it was horrible, at least it'd be kind of worth watching. Just sat there with old with old Breck signed off on it. He's like, no problem. Let me serve no, up the Justin, most land, fair, land meal your eyes ever had. You went in there expecting Panabaker all the time, and you didn't get it, and that's why you're disappointed. They killed Panabaker in the car wash. <laughs> you think that at least would be great, but no. Breck, man, he's he's awful. Anyway, so let's. Uh, who would be a good Snake Plissken? Um, who would be good? Would there be anybody that would be good? Yes. Besides Kurt Russell? Toby McGuire. (laughs) 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 Oh, that would be incredible. God, who would... Maybe they'll make him a female. Like, maybe they'll do a gender switch. Who's Justin's guy from uh, that 70s show? Him. It would be awesome to see Danielle Panabaker as Snake Plissken. I'll just say that. (laughs) Scott Cross. Michelle Rodriguez. I am the Alec. <laughs> she's gonna be. A, she's a. She's. Okay, but, but who would be a good snake for real? Like who would be? Who would be a good Kurt Russell replacement? Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Yeah. He, he's, I think we're about to see how well, not a box office draw he is. But he probably he probably doesn't want to do genre stuff for a while. I think he wants. Oh yeah, to I'm sure. I'm sure he'll turn down roles. <laughs> yeah, he's got to eat. Let's see. Who, yeah, who is a Kurt, modern Kurt Russell type? With Mary McDonald? <laughs> she kind of has the hair. That's for sure. She has wind in her hair. Just like envision an eye patch and start putting it over actors' faces, you know? <laughs> Forrest Whitaker. Well, well for, for our sake, Peter Falk. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, exactly. Anyone that says Sam Worthington dies. Chris Evans. I don't think anybody would say Sam Worthington. Sam Worthington and Jim Caviezel could star in a film called The Void of Personality. It would just create a black hole of nothing. Worthington is actually good in movies that that require him to to not play a hero, I think. And he wasn't bad in Avatar, I don't think, but he was... He was uh, apparently bland as hell. He's, well, the, I don't think he's ever been other bad. Other he's just bland. Yeah, but he was pretty yeah. good. And like I, like I always say that he's pretty good in that movie Rogue, which, which, uh, yeah, which, 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 which one facial expression, not good. Kind of gave. He let him use his real accent and stuff. But, but, I, but he was, he was uh, apparently bland. But, as hell. Well, I don't think he's ever been. I hear bad. somebody needs to turn their radio down or whatever. Yeah, he was pretty yeah. good. Yeah, we're we're popular. We got the the delay going. What's up? Can I ask you what's up with uh, why don't you guys give me a snake casting? Give me give me someone good. <laughs> Come on. All right, all right. I'll think about it. Forrest Whitaker. No. Stephen Lane. Actually, Lane's awesome, but he's older than Kurt Russell, probably. Is there <clears throat> is there anybody who's under the age of thirty that has any sort of like? Coolness. Edge. Yeah, they're all freaking metrosexual. Um, Carl, you went to the fucking Nickelback concert. <laughs> I know. I admitted to it. This, which is why I can point them out. You need to be um, doing about compliments rather than criticism, is all I'm saying. Let's see. Uh, under DiCaprio's 30. wispy beard. Taylor Kitsch? <laughs> no. <laughs> Who's the guy that plays Gambit in the X-Men movie? They'll, they'll play him. Taylor Taylor yeah, that's who dude they'll needs, go to. Dude needs to fucking serve me a Starbucks, not acting movies. They'll go to, they'll they, go to a long... They're going to go to a long hair, and they're going to go to him. I guarantee they're, they're going go to a long hair. They're going to go to Garrett, Garrett um, Hedlund. Oh, from uh, Tron. From, from Troy. And from more brothers. For four brothers. More importantly, from four brothers, where he gets... Wasted, and then from death sentence where he gets wasted, he does get wasted. Death sentence. What about um? What about somebody yeah, like? I don't know. Do you, we, we, if 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 only Snake Plissken had cute curly hair, Cole Hauser would be perfect. If he had cute curly hair in the original. Cole Hauser could work. He'd like to work. 
What uh? What about someone that sounds like Snake Plissken? Like someone like a Jake, like a Jake, uh, Jake Plissken, Jake Jonehall. What other Jakes are there? Jake. Because there's no one. They're, we're they're in trouble casting this movie. And, and when the, when Brecht's helping make decisions, it's over. <laughs> it's going to be the worst. You know? yeah, Jake Gyllenhaal can keep his long hair from Prince of Persia. Just throw an eye patch on. Nobody's going to want to see Jake Gyllenhaal after Prince of Persia. <laughs> I don't want to see who's, Jake Gyllenhaal before Prince of Persia. I love Jake who's Gyllenhaal. Gonna, well, I who's going to play the uh, other role? Who's going to play the president? Who's a modern like day... <laughs> who's a modern day Donald Pleasant? That's the question we have to ask. You know? You know who it is. Oh, I know. Wait, I got it. I got Snake Plissken. This is it. Casting over Donald Logue. You'd <laughs> be fucking perfect. Nick, back me up. <laughs> don't, please. Take a Donald Logue with an eye patch. I don't know. They'd have to rename the character Fat Faxkin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he'd be perfect. I'm so right on this. I'm going to go do fan art. Put the face from Blade and put it on the... Escape from New York. Uh, I'll, I'll go on your TV and art page and look it up later. Come on, do Mike it. Eisner. Make sure Donald you do Logan's it in, in, in paint. Donald Logue is Snake Plissken. Paul Walker. You love Paul Walker. I love him. He could probably I love him. off. I love him. Paul Walker is fancy. You picture him hang gliding. You think they'll have a hang glider soon? I hope. Do you think they'll have a two-power scene? No, you know what they'll do? They'll, they'll make it... Oh, God, it's just the worst. Anyway, there's, no good that can, there's no good that could, be, could, that could come of this. Is, is so Carpenter glad. getting money? Is Carpenter getting money for it? I hope he is. Of course oh, he is. They're, they're, paying him in, they're paying him in packs of cigarettes. <laughs> Carpenter's got a new movie coming out. you got to be a little bit excited. Amber Heard's in it. <laughs> John, John Hurd's daughter. She get naked? No, but John Hurd does. Oh, oh I'm there. <laughs> That's how he made her. He got naked. <laughs> but he kept his shirt on, so he kind of got ha- weight naked from the just the waist down. He got he kept his hurt on. And he's like, <laughs> this is how he John Hurd does it. On. You know, it'd be funny have if you, John Hurd had done Have you seen my, now. have you, he's like, have you seen my movie Cutter and Bone? Subtract, These jokes are subtract, jokes are hurting. Subtract Cutter and, and you know what I'm talking about. Here comes Amber Heard. <laughs> <laughs> Would Hollywood explode if John Hurd married Marley Matlin? <laughs> <laughs> Would it explode if her name was Marilee? <laughs> Marilee. Oh, man. What about James Marsden as good old Pliskin? Marsden. I like Marsden, but he's kind what of more Brian? of a... What about Brian <laughs> Cranston? Oh, he's incredible. He's yeah, great. Somebody somebody on the on the chat room said uh, Josh Holloway, and that makes me sad. <laughs> he looks like Josh him, though. I, mean, I can see it. He's a long Josh Holloway had me tricked for about two seasons that he was awesome. No, nah, he's still pretty good on that show. You, you, you gave up pretty easily. He's just a hillbilly from Blue, Georgia. Huh. Actually, he's from Canton, where I live. <laughs> he would work. I mean, he looks he looks the part. I think he would work. You think Russell will have a cameo? Russell should. How many theatrical films has he been in? Kurt Russell no. is apparently like he wouldn't even do uh, the expendables. expendables. Yeah, like he, they, um, Stallone couldn't even get get an audience with him to like talk about the film. He had to go through his agent, and he was no, there was no interest. So I guess that the uh, the Gabriel Tango and or Ray Tango Gabriel Cash sequel. <laughs> All right, hey, this is going to stop streaming live in in forty five seconds. Oh, you take it away. Okay. Should we say goodbye? 
Um, we could keep going, but it won't be on the air. It'll have to be in the archive, or we could say fuck off right now. Thank um, you, sir. Your show. Gabriel Gothic. Don't. <laughs> I, I would have rather seen them than Nickelback. Let's see here. I'll keep it going for a little while. But, Justin, I think you deserve it. I think this is, like, one of the perfect films to remake because of um, how <laughs> few people really know the original. And, uh, yeah. you know... Oh, God. That was a clip from Greatness. That was a... That was a segment from my James Lipton analyzed interview with Breck Eisner. Lives were changed always, on that he, day. He's only doing remakes now, I guess. It's his thing. He should remake Sahara. <laughs> no, he shouldn't. <laughs> McConaughey is Snake Plissken. There you go. There's a connection. Actually, I, I don't think they get along. Huh? I, I, w- I would actually watch that movie happily. <laughs> it could work. As long as he channeled his character from Reign of Fire, I'm all good. It could work. It could work. But what about no Bell? matter yeah, who it is, good. no matter who it is, I heard they're gonna, they were going to cast Kransky with the internet went nuts. Cast who? John Kransky. What's his name? Krasinski. What's the guy from The Office? John Krasinski. Oh, God. Krasinski? Yeah. I kind of feel bad for him because apparently he was pretty close to getting cast in America and then the internet went blue up and he didn't get it. Why would you be, feel bad for him? He's already he's overachieved. Oh, I, like, I kind of like him. In, he's he's in the office. He's directed a movie, which apparently was bad, but he's directed a movie. He's getting all sorts of asshole. He's doing fine. I think that would have been an interesting choice for that, that role. I like that guy that went with him. Don Krasinski, Justin. You don't need to cry tears for him. I got a little fear. Internet doesn't know what they're fucking talking about with casting and shit. They're so, they don't know what they're talking about. They want to put Nathan Fillion in everything. So, Well, Fillion's good, I think. But he's not yeah, any kind of draw. I love him, but he's a lightweight. <laughs> his best performance is still fake crying Private Ryan. So, No, his best performance is Firefly for sure. you got to be Han Solo. He's great. This role, like Slithered. They would have cast Chris Bale in this role like three years ago. Yeah, but Philly, he's, he's, a TV. He's, he's on TV. I mean, Whedon, maybe Whedon will get some of his little people in Avengers. I don't know if he'll get Philly, but maybe he'll get Summer Glow in there. Whedon's oh, overrated balls. Yeah, he's, he's truly terrible, Carl. What a, what a terrible success. I didn't say terrible. I said overrated. It's two different things. You said he's overrated balls. Why do you misquote yourself a second later? Well, he, he, I assume he does have balls. Although I, I can't really tell by watching his stuff, but I assume he has. I think, uh, I think Whedon is <laughs> fine. I think he's fine, but he, he's, uh, he needs to surround himself with the, with the utmost craftsman to make it really come off. I think that Whedon, everybody's worried about Whedon on Avengers, but I think the true, the true worrisome choice is Joe Johnson for Captain America. Another fucking hack. I'm I'm not really thrilled with that either because he's just vanilla. So, how does he have time to direct a film if he's playing piano and saying stepping out all the time? <laughs> God, you know he's calling Breck Eisner for some shooting advice on Captain America. <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah. Why do people hate Joe Johnson so much? I just I really thought the Wolfman was awful. I just thought it was awful. Um, I don't dislike and, you know, him. I just anything, think he's very bland. Um, like, that's just, he brings nothing. Maybe, that movie, no maybe that movie was edited to shreds, and it wasn't his fault, but that movie That movie looked, it looked good. It looked Joe good Johnson, sometimes. Joe Johnson could not win with that movie. I mean, he came well, in from a guy who got his start in art direction, I think his films just lack... They're just, they're just bland. I mean, I don't, they I don't, try, I don't they get try to pull off a look in The Wolf, the wolf Man, but some of it looks just so chintzy. I just... I don't. I just. I mean, I. Yeah, you're right, Nick. He had. He had a stack against him for that movie, but. But think, keep in uh, mind too, there. That movie was supposed to have equal amounts of ham, in with the horror. I mean, it's a universal monster movie, and they were trying to. They were trying something. They were trying to live between those, the old, 
way of doing horror movies and the modern, you know, what modern audiences expect. I think it's, I don't think they pulled it off, but I can't blame him for trying. And his resume, he has a bunch of a bunch of films in there that actually, like The Rocketeer and October Sky. I mean, he's got he's got range. I, I mean, Jurassic Park three isn't isn't a very good movie, but it's not his fault either. I, I don't know why he gets hired though. I mean, he the only success that he's really had is is what Jurassic Park three. Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Um, October Sky was critically a success. Helps, helps what about Jumanji? Uh, the Dead Duty? I don't remember how yeah, that was it. Oh, God. What did he did something bef- before... Um, I'm not at my computer, but he did something before Wolfman. I don't think it was Jumanji. I think there's something in between. Oh, yeah. He definitely did some a couple years ago. I'm sure it's not great. Sure, it's something. I don't know. It's, it's funny when you're watching that movie. Didn't you just keep thinking of how great American Werewolf in London is? Yeah, I kept thinking well, like, was, how incredible that movie is. But I think about that, that when I'm doing anything. Yeah, well, I watch it's the like, dishes, and I'm like, God that's damn, a, that, that's the best retelling right there. That's so good. There's nothing's oh. ever going to top that movie, but I would rather have a mediocre werewolf movie every two years than any vampire movie every year. Amen. Although I, t- I have to admit, I love Daybreakers. Love it. That was pretty fun. I'm, I'm, I'm very excited about that DVD coming in. Cause I'm excited that Wesley Snipes is trying to get the fourth Blade movie together. Wesley Snipes is a douche dog. He's a horrible he is, man. But I'd, love, I'd love to see him as Blade, as Blade 4. Nope. Yep. Stupid. The film that Joe Johnson did between Jurassic Park 3 and The Wolfman was Hidalgo. Oh, that's, that's a good movie. It's not bad. Yeah. It's not. It's boring. It's bland, but it's fine. It's it's a good looking movie. It it, it it was good to see Vigo play somebody that didn't show his cock. Vigo, he Vigo would be a pretty good Snake Plissken. Too old. Too great. He isn't too old because he doesn't look that old. He doesn't act that old. He is that old, but he's but he's a man. He's he looks he looks like he's about twenty two. Am I wrong? You are. Oh. What about... What, why don't they get some of those people from Paranormal Activity in the movie? No. Oh. I didn't see it. Neither did I. Yeah. Joke still worked. Yeah. Lucas, Good you job. still out there, my man? Come back Lucas. to class. Okay. He went to get Lucas learned. Has, Lucas has other stuff to do. Well, it's clear. I got like it. Lucas, I should get going too, actually. What about Joseph Gordon-Levitt as Snake Plissken? <laughs> Rumored to be the new Spi- or up for the new Spider-Man, right? No. Yeah, I mean, he's too old. He's too old for that because they're trying to do high school Spider-Man. Well, no. Plus, he's too smart for that. They're not going to get somebody that's going to see through the bullshit and, and call him on it. Well, that's not true because he did GI Joe. I think he was perfectly. In, in with the the ham of GI Joe. I mean, if you watch his I think role, he'd be ha- I think he'd be happy to do Spidey. Are you kidding? Me? I don't. I don't. I think he would turn it down after they didn't offer it to him. No, if there are people that want him to play the Joker in the next Batman film. Well, he looks like he does look like Ledger. He does, but I, yeah. and he and he's got the acting chops. All those horizontal lines. He doesn't. He doesn't need to. Uh, I mean, I, I think they won't. They'll do without the Joker in the next Batman movie for sure. No. Don't tell Devin; right. he'll be disappointed. Let's let's use this this uh, this archive show as a chance to plan going to see the Losers tonight. Okay. Let's see, like the nine o'clock. There's probably there's probably no nine o'clock. Let's, let's try to do a ten o'clock. Do the ten. O'clock. I might be able to go to a ten o'clock. Actually, Carl, if you're able to come out this way, I've got some treats. I, I have treats for you as well. It, they're liquid. Oh my god! So the next time you have a party, it's it's for for that. What is this, Vin Diesel? No, I, it's not protein enhanced. I, I love Vin Diesel. Nick, it's it's real hypnol, and then next thing you know, you're gonna wake up with a back show. Oh, we got to talk to Mister Mister Robinson about that. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something before we go. You know, people joke about the sexuality of Vin Diesel, and it's cruel. Yeah. 
Um, who gives a fuck? Right. That's the pacifier we're talking about. I mean, there's nothing that can go wrong. He's the best. He's good. All right. Well, I'm going to close this bitch down. All right, gentlemen. Thank you. I'll be in touch. Next time we do the show, we need to plan it and kick some dude and uh, and really justify it all this time. <laughs> all, all right, right, gentlemen. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you. Bye. I'm going to kick this one out with some rock and roll. Oh, my God.